Time for our Monday morning conversation with our aviation analyst, Jay Ratliff. Good morning, Jay. How are you? I couldn't be better. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. So let's uh, let's talk some aviation stories that happened over the weekend last week. Uh, first off, talk to me about uh, the flight attendants on British Airways. They skipped meal service. Why? So they could rest. So they could rest. It's nearly twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's wow. They take the twist I wasn't expecting. It's nearly a twelve-hour flight, Johannesburg to London, and the British Airways flight attendants were to serve coffee and breakfast on the last portion of that flight. But they refused to do so because they needed rest. Now, the kicker is uh, they're not going to face any disciplinary action because they were following the rules put forth by British Airways. Apparently, if there's broken crew rest compartments or anything that prohibits the flight attendants from getting their onboard rest, the European version of the FAA uh, and the contract between British Airways and their flight attendants say that they take a minimum amount of rest during the flight in order to keep their uh, duty legal. So that's exactly what they did. Now, I'm assuming they were still taking care of all of their safety uh, responsibilities. I don't think they, you know, completely just left the passenger stranded. But, you know, imagine on that kind of flight, you'd get dinner and then you'd get breakfast the next morning. And... (laughs) Imagine if you skipped dinner because you wanted your breakfast or if you desperately needed your morning coffee. Mm, didn't happen. So, yeah, it's, uh, but apparently this happens frequently. I, I did a bit of research on it, and uh, it, I don't want to call it a common practice uh, uh, on British Airways flights, but it's happened several times before. So I guess if you fly British Airways, you know to eat before you get on the plane, just in case. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask, is this just a British Airways thing, or have we seen this happen on different airlines? Well, here's here's the thing I don't get. The the flight attendants told passengers on this flight there were broken crew rest compartments. That's like having a broken bunk bed. I, I don't understand <laughs> what was broken that prevented them from getting the rest. So I really wish I had more you know information to bring to you and our audience because I, I'm I'm just not following all the 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 bouncing ball here. But I do know this was an Airbus A380. This is the double decker aircraft that can seat, you know, six, seven, eight hundred people if it was an all a coach configuration. Mm. There's a lot of people on this airplane. And those aren't that old. So how you break something like that, I again I, I'm just not sure. Very strange story. Uh the other yeah. thing I want to ask you about, we we've been following this all year long and it, it's been a uh, a big topic when it comes to airlines and airline companies uh contracts for pilots trying to fix this pilot shortage. American Airlines, uh, they are now increasing their contract offer to try to match what United did for their pilots. Can you give us more details? Yeah. uh, American pilots had been kind of trying to hammer out a deal for years with management. They finally reached a deal, and um, the pilots were scheduled to vote on it today. But before the vote started to happen, United Airlines last week rolled out their package for their pilots that they finally, after many years, got resolved. And it was a little bit sweeter of a deal than what American pilots were getting. So instead of us going, oh, here we go, they're back to the table, but American Airlines management, to their credit, stepped forward and said, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to raise our offer that we put on the table to make it uh, on the same level as what United is giving their pilots, which was a a nice surprise um, because 
the United deal uh, came close to matching what the Delta pilots are getting. So they're trying to maintain or create this level of consistency within pilot pay within the the industry, which, Rob, is great to see. I really hope it continues because what's going to happen here is that Southwest Airlines is one of these airlines that still is out there trying to reach a deal with the, the pilots in the uh, the union and the flight in the management rather. So this should make it much, 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 much easier for those to, to come together and come to some sort of an agreement. Uh, because right now, Southwest is saying, you know, they could strike, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a bunch of just rhetoric at this point, uh, but it's getting more serious. So I'm really hoping that all of this stuff that's, that's settling right now is going to uh, bode well for the Southwest pilot. And how would this affect the average customer on a flight? Are my tickets going to be cheaper? Are we going to see less delays, less cancellations? If we can get all these contracts for different airline companies and hopefully fix this pilot shortage? I mean, we're eventually we're all going to be paying for it, but the idea is to, to what degree? Because when you hear pilots getting a 34% pay increase over four years or 21% bonus pay or 40%, you're thinking, uh, oh. But right now, the demand for travel is so much that the airlines are able to, to increase the airfares. Anybody that's tried to find an airfare of late knows it's much more expensive now than it was last year, year before, and even pre-pandemic in, in some markets. So the, the thought is that this is going to be pay that would be in line with what they deserve based on what the airline is making. So that would be something that you know, we might see a slight increase. But remember what I always I always encourage our audience. If you want to really stick it to the airlines, and who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> Buy your tickets like eight, nine, ten months in advance or more if you can. Uh, when my wife and I travel, I try to get our tickets 10, 11 months in advance. I grab the trip cancellation insurance. And that, normally you can find a really low fare. Because when people get a hold of me saying, gee, you're going to be proud of me, I'm, I'm planning my Christmas uh, travel right now. And I'm thinking, what? For, for next year, because people that uh, bought Christmas or end of the December uh, uh, itinerary reservations or Thanksgiving, they did that back in January. Uh, I mean, right now, people are looking at next spring break and next summer as far as the reservations they're making. Great deals, lock in the fare, airlines jack up the fare six times between now and then. You don't care, because once you bought the ticket, you're immune from future fare increases. We pay the airlines as little as we can. And that's a, that's a great feeling to have. Great advice there from our aviation analyst, Jay Ratliff. You want to save some money with airline tickets, book it well, well, well in advance. Mm-hmm. I like it. Jay Ratliff, thanks so much for joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. We really enjoy and uh, appreciate you joining us on Mondays. Okay, the pleasure is mine. If anybody's taken to the airport today, uh, Tampa, D.C., and Philadelphia could give us some delays. The rest of the country is in good shape.